2020 was the year that made working remotely an integral part of the editorial workflow. Hi, I'm film and television editor Lawrence Jordan from Master the Workflow. Today, we're talking with Lorenzo Segroy and Raven Peterson from Pacific Post, an editing systems vendor based in Los Angeles, California. They've created a new system for collaborating remotely called PacPost Live, a powerful yet simple solution anyone working in Post will want to know about. So tell us, Lorenzo, what exactly is PacPost Live? So PacPost Live is a remote collaboration software um, that editors, producers, and content creators can use to collaborate um, uh, with remote editorial or from live feeds from set. It's a software application that sits on any computer and it can stream the desktop in real time um, with, uh, uh, with video conferencing. Okay, how does it work? Is there an application to install on your computer? Uh, yes, so you can install OBS, which is open broadcast software that sits on top of the editor's machine, and that is what's used to stream to the CDN. So there is a software component that does get installed. Okay, but it's not the regular version of OBS, right? No, so we're using a forked version of OBS that supports uh, WebRTC. Um, it was specifically created um, from a CDN called Millicast, and they have uh, a CDN that supports uh, sub-second delay. Uh, for, for, for streaming. So we're using a forked version of it. So it's not the, the standard version that you can just download. Right. But we don't have to worry about any of that RTC or millicast version or anything like that. We can just edit. Correct. So it's just a software layer that sits uh, either on your home machine with local media attached, or it'll be installed on the remote hosted machine um, uh, at, on a data center machine. So if it's Teradici, Jump, um, uh, RGS, you can install it on those machines as well, hosted in a data center. Okay, so editing teams can utilize the system via local drives or a hosted solution. Tell us a little bit about the workflow. Right, so, so yeah, so they're working with local drives, local media, everything is pretty much already set. Um, at that point, we would do a remote install um, and we would install the streaming component on their machine and then work with the editor or assistant to decide which display they want to stream. Either they can stream the full, the full screen display, or if they have uh, Avid hardware, we can stream from that as well. Um, if they're working um, on a full hosted solution, um, then same thing, we would go in remote and, and install that software on that machine. And typically on those installs, they're all software only, and we'd be streaming, uh, streaming the uh, full screen display. So um, it can stream from either location, from house or from, from, from a data center. So how does everyone stay in sync when additional media comes in or is created? So, I mean, if they're working from home um, with direct attached storage, they would already have the media. Um, they'd probably be using some kind of sync solution or they're sneaker netting it. Um, if they're working in a data center solution where uh, one of their vendors is hosting everything, then everything would still come in normal through uh, a daily's pipeline land on their shared storage, and then they would remote in to that hosted machine and stream from that machine as well. So if the direct, uh, if the editor put in, let's say, a song that he downloaded from a music supervisor, uh, he would have to get that media uh, to everybody else in the uh, on the project, correct? Right. So whatever pipeline they use to uh, distribute dailies or media, that would all still stay, uh, stay the same. As soon as that editor cuts that piece of music into uh, the timeline and he wants to go for a review, then he would launch PacPost Live and stream the sequence uh, to the music supervisor that's working remotely. Great, great. So what resolution does PacPost Live stream at? 
So we stream uh, either 720p or 1080p all the way up to 6,000 kilobits. So it really depends on internet bandwidth. Um, the most minimum requirements is about a five to 10 up um, for, for streaming and that you can, that you can do from home. Um, obviously, you know, if, if, if you have a faster bandwidth uh, at, a, at a data center, at a location, or at, a, at a vendor, um, you, you probably can stream at a higher bit rate from those locations. But we typically advise um, just to keep it between 3,500, 4,500 is probably your best bet, um, just to make sure the recipients that are watching the stream um, can, can watch it without any delay or um, any stuttering. So how many viewers can be watching a cut at the same time? So what's great about WebRTC and the CDN that we're working with, it's actually unlimited. So you can actually have unlimited amount of viewers um, watch the stream, um, but our video conferencing goes up to 50. So we can have 50 people in a video conferencing and then the 51st person just wouldn't be able to turn on their camera mic, but they would still be able to watch this, this stream. Um, but it, it is unlimited. So how do people outside of editorial, directors, producers, studio execs, et cetera, access the system for viewing? Right. So Packos Live is all uh, on a non-server um, hosted solution by Google. Um, it's all serverless. So as long as they have Google Chrome or Safari uh, you know, browsers, they can go ahead, log into packpost.live. By then, they would have been uh, invited to, to a show and then invited to a stream, and then they can access through. So as far as the end user, there is no additional software to download for them. It's just uh, browser-based support. What about security? I mean, everybody's so paranoid about having their stuff hacked into and stolen these days. What kind of security protocols does PackPost Live utilize? Um, so there's two levels of it. Uh, before you can join the PackPost Live, the actual platform, you have to be invited by a show administrator or a gatekeeper. So once you're invited with a valid uh, phone number, then you can gain access to PackPost Live using 2FA. So you've got to use SMS 2FA. Once you've been invited uh, and you get through those with the credentials, then um, then you can watch a stream if you're invited to an editor stream. So there's a couple levels of it. Uh, a, you've got to be invited. And then two, you have to have a valid number in one of the countries that we support. And these are all protocols that have been approved by the studio and networks? Um, they have so far. I mean, we've done um, a couple of uh, content security reviews um, for, for the studios. We've actually done an independent review as well. So we're actively always trying to make it better and, and more secure. But yeah, 2FA uh, invite only seems to uh, satisfy the majority of the studios. Great. And then also um, we, can show, we can show you later, but there, there is an ability to put a watermark as well. So um, directly out of the Avid, because we're streaming the desktop, obviously we can just throw on the you know, generator and we can put a watermark on it directly through the timeline or through OBS as well. So there's two options for watermarking. Sounds good. So what differentiates PackPost Live from some of the other remote solutions that are available? Um, I would say the real big difference is the ability to jump uh, in, uh, in between different edit bays all um, from a single pane of glass, right? So you can have three editors all streaming at the same time to different departments. You can have the director also streaming to producers um, through video assist. And from a single pane of glass, um, a producer, director, editor, music supervisor, VFX, they can hop around between different edit bays without using separate URLs, different rooms, different tokens, sharing room, you know, sharing credentials. Um, they can do that all within PackPost Live. Another great feature is that if you're working on multiple shows, um, the system supports multi-show. So when you log into the system, depending on what project or show you're working on, you can select uh, which show you've been invited to. So if you're working on um, you know, season one of, 
of a certain show, you can go straight into there. And let's just say you're also working on um, a spec project um, for another vendor or another uh, network, you can easily log into there and uh, stream as well. So it supports uh, multi-show and multi-room uh, from, from, from a single pane of glass. So that's the real main difference uh, between a lot of the uh, 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 streaming solutions that are out there. Cool, so being that remote workflows are new to most of us, what do we do when we run into a snag? What kind of support do you guys provide? So we're, we have, we provide 24-7 support. I mean, our, our main business is the Abbott editorial business. Um, so this falls in line with our uh, standard of tech support. Um, we also do all of our own installs as well. We don't rely on other vendors or other boots on the ground to deploy our software. Um, we, we, we install and tech all of our own um, installs from the get-go. And you can deploy the system worldwide, right? Uh, correct. So we're available all over Europe, US, Canada, Australia. Um, um, so yes, it, it is worldwide. And that's the great thing about being on the Google platform that it's all serverless and it's available pretty much wherever Google is available. Cool. We talked about Avid, but what about other systems? Can people cutting in Premiere or Final Cut or doing color correction and Resolve, let's say, use PackPost Live? Absolutely, yeah. So we have a, a large amount of users that are using it on Premiere, sharing their sequences, uh, full screen display directly out of Premiere. We have um, shows using it for ADR that's streaming Pro Tools as well. So it's definitely not tied to Avid. It's basically anything you can stream from the desktop or from an SDI or HDMI feed. Um, so you can stream a camera, video assist, um, pretty much anything um, that can accept, uh, that can spit out a signal. Great, so can you give us a little demo? Um, yeah, so we're on PackPost Live right now. We've already went in through the 2FA, select our show, and we're in our demo portal, and uh, Raven can uh, control this remote machine. She's actually working on a jump machine through a VPN, so she's actually on a fully hosted machine, and um, she's got some local media on that machine, as well as uh, OBS running, so that's how we're able to see the feed. Um, so just to give you a little tour of what the PackPost Live interface looks like, obviously we've got our video conferencing on the bottom. Um, there's a group chat over on the right-hand side, um, which we see a lot of the time used for um, sending links uh, to stock footage or a YouTube link with a song that people want to throw in, something like that. And then up at the top up here, you've got your drawing tools. So if you click on the pencil icon, you can draw on top of the screen. Um, there is an eraser and then the trash can will clear everything off of the screen at once. So everybody gets assigned a random color when they first enter the room. So you can differentiate between different annotations. And then like Lorenzo was talking about before, the ability to jump in between different edit bays is all over here on the left-hand side. So if you hover your mouse over there, um, you can see different edit bays. So right now we are in mine in Raven, but Lorenzo's edit bay is also available to you uh, over there. And we'll go over that a little bit later. I'm controlling an Avid uh, through Jump. So what you're seeing right now is a full screen playback feature of Avid on my desktop. Um, and I will play this back and kind of show you how it looks, how it works. Yeah, and it's also really responsive. So yeah, I don't know if maybe we could, uh, yeah, fast forward all this. I help you. Um, yeah, you were, signs said that. And then obviously you can fast forward through this. Stop. 
and then also switch to the source side. Yeah, so if you've got your dailies and you want to go over a different shot, you can just easily switch to the source side, play that back, and then cut it back in to wherever you were. Right. And then also we have the ability to stream the timeline. So you can easily stream the timeline to go over um, either music or just kind of look at the stack and see what's going on. So it's really good for uh, editorial workflow as well, not just editor to producer or director, but just inside editorial themselves that just want to go over and look at uh, look at timelines and yeah. compare notes. Nice. Can you pop in and out of full screen pretty easily? Yeah. So the setup that I have here is a three monitor setup. So it takes me a couple more clicks to get back to a different monitor. But um, if you were working with a two monitor setup, which is what most remote workflows use, you can map the full screen playback to your Avid keyboard shortcuts and just tab in it. That's what I have it on is my tab key, but you can put it on any key. Um, just hit that key and come in and out of full screen mode. Cool. Could you go back to the Avid interface and show us what it looks like when you play from there? Sure. Aren't they? Dancing on their toes and their white dresses. And you can test their responsiveness, um, Larry, just to see the full round trip on playing stop and fast forward. Yeah, if you want to tell me when to stop and play, you can see. Yeah, okay, so stop there. So it's pretty instant. There's really no latency. Can you fast forward and reverse? Wow, so for the director, it's like having the Avid right there in his or her room. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. And then we've timed the video conferencing with the player. There's a lot of under the hood stuff that we've done to uh, keep sync. Um, you know, early on when we were developing this, um, we, you know, even though we found a CDN and that can do sub-second uh, sub streaming with WebRTC, we really had to tune in um, our player and our, um, and our video conferencing to be in sync. So they're highly integrated together to uh, try to mac maximize um, uh, being in sync when somebody says, you know, play and stop and fast forward to try to time that perfectly. So we're able to do that with no desktop delay, um, um, just by just basically fine tuning both components, the player, a backend code and our video conferencing. How do you solve some of the common audio issues people have with streaming? Yeah, so the biggest issue we've uh, encountered early on in doing this was um, while everyone was watching a stream, everyone would have to mute their mic. So um, luckily, when we were building this, we kind of knew that ahead of time. So the system does have a little bit of noise cancellation going on. So if you are watching a stream on your laptop, um, you don't need to mute your mic at all. You can leave it. Um, you can leave your mic on and your speakers and it'll cancel out the, the noise um, for the other participants. Um, also, if you're a publisher and you're streaming and someone's, um, you know, there's someone's phone is ringing or they left their mic open and, you know, having a sidebar conversation, you as a publisher uh, can mute global mics for everyone. So that just gives you a little bit of control of any unwanted audio. Yeah, it's a real drag when those sirens go by and you're uh, in the middle of screening. <laughs> exactly. So this just gives you a little bit of control to uh, mute everyone's mic and uh, keep in focus on the content. Cool. So let's say we're setting up a show and we've got an eight-person team. Is this something that Pack Post Live can handle without a problem? Uh, no. So we act, we have uh, quite a few shows where, um, because we're priced really competitively, um, where um, instead of round robbing and sharing tokens and sharing credentials, um, um, or sharing appliances. There's other vendors that use appliances 
um, and they all kind of have to share and patch each other into the streaming machine, uh, we can easily deploy it on systems um, of that size, um, all remotely, which is nice. Um, we have a whole scheduling system. We have an install team. They schedule an install day, and then one by one, we start knocking them out, and then we start scheduling tutorials on how to use it. Um, so yeah, an eight-system show, if everyone wanted to stream, um, it's absolutely doable. Okay, cool. Can you show us how to switch between edit bays? Yeah, so if you hover your mouse over on the left-hand side of the screen, see where you clicked on Raven? There's also one that says Lorenzo Edit Bay. So if we all click on Lorenzo Edit Bay, we'll actually switch into his room and we'll see a totally different Avid um, with different media on it. So directors, producers can pop between multi-editor teams pretty easily, just the click of a button. Exactly. Yeah. A yep. producer could be working with one editor for a few hours in the morning, switch over to a different editor immediately after that, and then back to the first one if they wanted to. Great. Very convenient. Yep. Or easily, or easily jump in and out of set as well. If they have a video assist stream um, going on, then they can uh, watch a feed from set as well. Uh, ADR, VFX approvals. Um, um, they can do that all from this single pane of glass with those uh, streams on the left-hand side without ever logging out or logging back in. Um, they can do it all from here. Cool. I mean, you know, in terms of production and things like that, I mean, th this is a, a really convenient screen sharing, uh, you know, solution. I mean, so if a producer is working with a production coordinator or, you know, someone, you know, more on that end, they can be collaborating in terms of just, just sharing their screens pretty easily, right? Absolutely. We have, um, we have people using this not just for editorial, but uh, people using it for, um, animatics, um, for table reads, showing a script on it and having all the talent in the video conference, really whatever you want. Yep. Storyboards, um, VO, previs, yeah. pre pretty much every, anything that you can stream off the desktop or through a feed, uh, they're using it in Pacpost Live. So we've heard of uh, editorial crews just actually just leaving it open on a tab in Chrome ready for the director so they want to stream. Um, so they kind of have it kind of queued up, ready to go um, every day. Um, so you know, as soon as they log into the remote system, they log on to Pacpost Live, they check the stream, um, and they're just waiting for that moment. They need to uh, collaborate and it's literally just turning on the camera and mic and then hit start streaming on the software. Nice. Hey, I almost forgot. Can you show us how to do the watermark? Yeah, of course. So there's actually two different options for adding a watermark in the encoding software. You can either add a text layer that says whatever you want it to say, or you can upload an image if you have a logo or something like that you want to put on top. So an example of the text layer would look something like this. Um, I have it say master the workflow here. And the nice thing about the text layer is you can actually add to it um, live. So I can add do not distribute and say okay, and then that is uh, on top of my video as well. And I can change the opacity of that, I can make it bigger or smaller, I can move it around wherever I want on the page. Um, and then the other option, like I said, would be an image layer if you have a logo or something like that. So I have the PacPost logo up here, um, and the same goes for that. You can make it bigger or smaller, you can move it around. You can change the opacity, change the color, whatever you need to do. Cool, can you give us a look at the administrator user interface? Sure, absolutely. Um, so like Lorenzo was saying before, there's the administrator for every show who's kind of the gatekeeper, inviting all the users at the beginning and creating accounts for them. That person also manages people's passwords if they need password resets or something like that. So this is that interface. Um, it's pretty simple. You just you know add somebody with their name, email address, and phone number, and then you select them as a viewer or a publisher. Um, so a viewer is what we've been looking at. That's what you 
the role that you are when you first enter a room uh, in order to participate in a session. And then the publisher would be an editor, assistant editor, VFX editor, music supervisor, anybody who's going to be streaming their desktop would be a publisher. Um, and this is what that interface looks like for them. So this is how you create a stream. So in this case, if I create one and call it example, I can set an end time for it to make it automatically expire. If I'm worried about, you know, leaving it streaming overnight and having people log in when they're not supposed to. Uh, and then you just click create and you've got your room. Yeah, so then it's been created. And then you would go to this next tab to invite your users to it. Sweet. Yep, and that's where all the crew members got um, invited to the show. So the show administrator would populate that list, but then ultimately it's up to the editor to select the viewers from the left-hand side to invite them to their stream. So it's up to the editor to do the final step in inviting. So it's a pretty straightforward permission system. You're either a reviewer or a publisher or both. Correct. Correct, yep. And the publisher can keep track of who all is invited to their stream from this menu as well. So as you can see, I just invited myself and Lorenzo to this room. Um, so we would be the only people who would be able to see it. Very cool. So just for clarification, Lorenzo, in terms of your media, is PackPost Live a system that you can move media around with, or is it more of a streaming system? It's 100% a streaming system. Uh, we are streaming the, either the desktop of a, an LE system or an HDMI or SDI feed from set. Um, and we are streaming that through the CDN. So we are not moving files or syncing files um, um, from machine to machine. It's strictly a, a streaming uh, platform. And I'm sure this is a question that everyone watching wants to know. How much does deploying PackPost Live cost? Um, so yeah, so PackPost Live is $3.99 a month per publishing license. So for an editor or a, a video assist or the effects machine, basically anyone that needs to be able to stream, it's only $3.99 a month and all viewers are free. So you can have one streaming license um, and then stream to a limited amount of people um, and then also uh, have video conferencing all for $3.99. And tell us, how can other editors or assistants get a demo for a director or a producer they're working with? Yes, yeah, so we can provide you with our Calendly link that we can put on um, in the description below or we can, uh, they can go straight to our website, packpost.com, uh, remote editorial, and they can schedule a demo. Very good. Thank you, Lorenzo and Raven, for giving us a look at PackPost Live. We look forward to talking to you soon. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Lawrence.